All right, let's go. 303. McMonagle here with you. 877-337-6666. We talked about the Jets and obviously their disaster of a Monday night game and a game that they had an opportunity to go 5-3 and three and thrust themselves right into the middle of this AFC playoff picture. Instead, yet again, this offense completely drags them down. The quarterback absolutely drags them down. And this defense that continues week in and week out to put up good performances, hold another great quarterback. You know, uh, the the comments from the coach last, you know, a few weeks ago, whatever, we might not beat them all, but we embarrassed them all. Well, this is another example of maybe not embarrassing, but 16 for 30, 136 yards, no touchdown passes is about as good at limiting Herbert as you can. Now, for a lot of the game, they had the lead. So he wasn't out there really trying to put the ball in in peril to make plays to get back into a game. I get that. But still, 16 for 30, 136 yards, no touchdowns. That's about as good a performance you can have against Justin Herbert. And 84 yards, 14 carries, 47 yards for Eckler. Yes, he has two touchdowns, but one uh, off a very short field and a turnover. I mean, and then at the end of the, the second touchdown was right at the goal line. And he, he scored like four or five times with all the different penalties. Uh, the, the NFL and the penalties are ridiculous. But ultimately, this is a game where the offense, and they need to figure something out because it isn't just Zach. Zach is terrible, but everything about the way they, they handle things and what they're able to do, if you, I understand they're down in this game, but you're not going to win football games having Zach Wilson throw 49 times. Like, that is not ideal. I understand they're behind, and it's 14 nothing after one, and including the punt return. You know, so they're, they're behind early. They're down 17-3 at the half. But you're not going to win football games having Zach Wilson throw the ball 50 times. You're just not. You're just not. And he fumbled a couple times, no interceptions, but... 33 for 49, 263 yards is not a winning stat line from this quarterback. Brees Hall, 16 carries for 50 is not a winning formula for this New York football team. It's just not. It's just not. It's as bad. It's as bad as you could possibly ask for. And this quarterback is an out and out disaster. He misses throws. He takes bad sacks. You can make all the excuses for him in the world. The Jets' offensive line was not good. Billy Turner at right tackle in particular was was eaten up by Bosa. They got after it. As bad as this defense is, they do have guys who can get after the quarterback a little bit. Obviously, between you know Bosa and um, Khalil Mack, they have guys who uh, Tupalupulto can't even pronounce his name. Terrible. The rookie defensive uh, lineman. So I mean, they've got. They've got guys who can get after the quarterback, no doubt. But ultimately, this defense has given up a ton of yards week in and week out, and the Jets look inept. Again, the first five drives, three and out, fumble, fumble, three and out, three and out. That's the first five possessions before finally getting a field goal. Not good enough. Let's go to the call real quick. Ben and Queens, what's up, Ben? Morning, C-Mac. Good morning, sir. How are we doing? You already know where I'm going to go with this, okay? Okay. The the, the, the past 
for destruction was already laid when we put Hackett as our offensive coordinator. I I, I, I can't get over this. I mm-hmm. can't get over this. Can you tell me again, but, so for the numbers fresh in my head, Yeah. how many pass attempts this inept quarterback had? 49. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. Look. It's a lot. I, I, I'm just I, I'm just going to say it like this: We sold our soul for Rodgers. Yes, I said it in the beginning. You sold your soul for Rodgers. You decimated the young the young receiving core to bring his guys in. You brought in this offensive core. Well, I don't know if they Wait, decimated but, a young wide receiving I, core. Well, if you look at your last year compared to this year, you know, you know, like uh, well, I mean, guys, guys, well, you know. The guys were unhappy here. Guys demanded trades out of here. Guys have now left and not been successful elsewhere. You know, I mean, I it's uh, Elijah Moore hasn't really done anything after a lot of talk in the preseason that him he would be involved in that Cleveland offense. He really hasn't done much for them. Uh, so I, I really don't know if you broke up any sort of core for Rodgers' guys. But, yes, that's fair. They brought in Lazard. He's been a disaster. Lazard has not been good. And, yeah, you sold. Listen, but here's the thing. The, the one positive is, you sold your soul for a run of Aaron Rodgers. You ha- it hasn't come to completion. You, that might, is you might still get what you want. That is true. But instead of two years, it's going to be one year and, and thing like that. I'm but he- he- here's, here's the thing that's the most aggravating, mm-hmm. right? I, I cut my teeth in the 80s. Okay. I had to listen to Jet fans rip the hell out of Ken O'Brien. Oh, he he's stationary in the pocket. Oh, he doesn't have any football sense. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a statue. Oh, he keeps on bungling at all the wrong times. And you know what? A lot of those football fans that I I I see him rip Ken O'Brien, but I, I hear him call, "Hey, let's give Zach Wilson a chance." And I'm like, "This dude's worse." Oh, hey, far worse. Hey, if if I feel if I get hit once by Bosa. And that kid, forty-five, that was flying around—that yeah. uh, you know—I see what their attack patterns are. As soon as I feel that tackle coming by yeah, my, he has head, no feel. I'm running forward. It was three or four times tonight. He has no feel. He has no feel, and you have to hold on to the football better when you exactly. feel him coming. He he just has no feel. But but C Mac, as usual, thank you for letting me vent. You got it. You know what this loss was? This was Detroit. This was yeah. Jacksonville. This was, we had a little bit of a pad with what was coming up. Yep. All right? And 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 now you're in a, you're in a position now. We have to go to Vegas to beat the Raiders if you have any hope for the playoffs. Oh, you have to. It's and a must win. After that, we're it's in a, trouble. It's a must win. No, you're right. They play the Raiders, and then you got Buffalo uh, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins the next two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to beat the Raiders. To yep. Give yourself a chance. Now they they do play well against Buffalo, and thank you for the call, Ben. They do play well against Buffalo, and they have played well against Allen, no doubt about it. Allen has had trouble even in games he's won against the Jets. He's not played well. So, although it it does sound like a tough task, Buffalo's defense. I guess it doesn't. Does it even matter? Buffalo's defense is banged up. They haven't been the same unit. I don't trust this Jets offense to get anything going against any defense, but the Buffalo Bills defense is not as good as it's been. It's banged up. And Josh Allen on this offense still don't look quite quite right. He's able to make big plays sometimes, but 
ultimately, they just don't look like that same team. So while I don't expect them to win on the road in Orchard Park, but it's not a death sentence to go there. They can win that game. I think the Dolphins are very tough. The Dolphins don't play well against good defenses. That's a fact. They haven't been able to do it this year. They play a decent defense. They struggle. They struggled against Kansas City this past week. They've struggled against uh, the better teams in the league. They they struggled against the Eagles. Like they have not beaten good teams. They struggled. The Bills took them to the woodshed. Like they've had moments against good defenses. They've struggled. The Jets obviously present a good defense, but there's so much speed. There's so much big playmaking ability. All it takes is one or two, and you can't keep up. Like that's my only fear with the Dolphins because I do like the idea that defense going up against this uh, Dolphins team that you can slow them down. But that Dolphins defense is actually trending in the right direction, played fairly well, shut the Kansas City Chiefs out in the second half, playing much better football. I mean, all it takes is one play where Hill gets behind the defense and and it'll feel like too much to overcome. But then in between Dolphins games, they play the Falcons and the Texans at home. Those are winnable football games. There's no doubt about it. C.J. Stroud's playing very well. But I don't know if he's even played against the defense, the likes of the Jets. The Falcons, I don't trust. Then they got the Dolphins in Miami again. Then it's the Commanders at the Browns at the Patriots. If they don't, if it comes down to that Patriot game, and they can't beat the Patriots again, I mean, sh- shut the whole thing down, shut the whole operation down, just cut it out. Why bother come back next year? But you're right. This is now a must-win game. You cannot go into Buffalo off of two losses to the Chargers and the Raiders and head into Buffalo 4-5. and five. Can't do it. Can't do it. You need to win this game and be 5-4 and four heading into that those two games where, worst case, you're 5-6. and six. You got two games you hope to win after that. You go to 7-6, and six, and then you got the Dolphins, the Browns, the Dolphins, the Commanders, the Browns, the Patriots. The Patriots should be a win that's 8-6. and six. Say the Dolphins and Miami's lost, that's 8-7. and seven. You got two games against the Commanders and the Browns to go 10-7. and seven. That probably gets you into the postseason. This is an enormous game against the Raiders. This is now the biggest game of the year. And I'll be there in Vegas. How about that? I won't be going to the game, of course. I'll be flying. Hopefully, I'll be landing just as like second half of the game or so. But I'm going for my birthday. But that's a big game. Now this is, I mean, listen, that's what it becomes. Now they got to go play the Raiders, who, by the way, I still don't think are any good. I know they got this boost from Antonio Pierce. They played the lousy freaking Giants. The Giants are terrible. I know they got a boost. I still don't like this offense. I understand Adam o- uh, Aiden O'Connell played well in the game. He's accurate. He completes his passes, but I don't think he's dangerous at all. And against this defense, if they could limit Jacobs, they still couldn't get uh, Devontae Adams going against the Giants. I don't think this is a very good team. I don't think this is a very good team. This is a winnable game for the Jets. Another game they have to win. They have to win this game. Every game now is going to become the most important game of the year for the Jets. They have to win this game. Tommy in Long Island. What's up, Tommy? Good morning, C-Mac. What's going on? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, I'm doing good, but I don't know about the Jets. I'll tell you, last night, I don't even know where to start. It was mm-hmm. an absolute mess. Um... And, you know, we, we talk about Zach Wilson, but, you know, Lazard, I don't know what's going on with him. Dropped, they did two or three passes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's number one. Number two, um, 
you know, the score was, what, 27-6? This, like, that score doesn't reflect how good the defense played. No, not at all. Because of how the scoring came. And you know what? If it's not for this defense, and, I, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm hoping that this defense somehow stays intact for next year because that's the only way they're going to go anywhere. And the quarterback's situation is – I don't understand. You could start anybody at this point, and it's going to be better than what Zach Wilson – he sits in that pocket and – thinks that, you know, he's got all day in there. Yeah. I mean, you're a yeah. professional. So, I, I, I agree you know, with you. I have no confidence when he drops. He, he drops back. I have no confidence something good's going to happen. None. And then he's not protecting the ball. I no. Mean, he's, you know, he's in there three, four seconds. I mean, eight, how much longer do you want? Eight fumble, you know? eight fumbles in the last five games. Eight fumbles oh. in the last five games. He's just no. He's been atrocious, and I agree with you. Like you have to feel the pressure. It's okay. Look, I'm I'm killing him for taking the sacks. Uh, uh, sometimes you're going to get sacked. You have to hold on to the football. You, you have to, hold on to that and, and you have to realize when the guy, like the 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 first one with uh, with Bosa, like Bosa. you have to realize he's there, and you can't keep the ball low like that. Like and you that, have to be aware. I, at this point, like, are you, doesn't he feel the pocket closing of in? Of course, I mean, are and, you and not feeling like no, and I, then I, the and then the other one where it's 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 while he's throwing, like. You have to feel his own man is being pushed straight back into him. It's not like he was a free rusher. He's he's being pushed into him. So he's got his offensive lineman. He's got the defensive lineman. Both those two three hundred pound men are standing yeah. inches away from him, and he thinks he can he can go through an entire throw. Like it's how could you possibly feel like you could possibly get away with throwing that football there? He, he and then yesterday. Uh... I, I, I want to say it was Troy Aikman made a comment about the offensive line. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, all right, they might not be the best, but you know what? They're giving him, I think, more than enough time. to. And he's fast. I don't understand why he's yeah. not moving out of that pocket. No, and then, he, and then what about the time he, he takes off and instead he's got, he's got 15 yards ahead of him to the left. And instead I, I, he throws a shuffle pass. He throws a shuffle pass to the running back who's got a, who's got a linebacker hugging him. Like, what was he thinking? Well, he has to do his run to the sideline. He yeah. He would have made the first down. Absolutely. I, it looked like that. I can't guarantee it, but it looked like that. But it would have been, it would have been better than that little oh, shuffle. Yeah, of course. Like, he's, he's, he doesn't play instinctual I, football. It's just not there for him. It's not there for him. And speaking about Troy Aikman, my buddy Al, who is, is going to go to bed now, he sent me one more text. Or one more tweet, and this is good because you mentioned Aikman. The bozo on the right, he sent me a picture. The bozo on the right killed Zach tonight on the broadcast, but the numbers never lie. For the Through the first 29 games of their careers, Zach Wilson's 11-18, and 18, Troy Aikman was 8-21. and 21. Zach Wilson has a passer rating of 67.6. Troy Aikman had a passer rating of 64.46. Zach Wilson threw 20, has thrown 20 touchdown passes. Troy Aikman threw 25. Interceptions, 23 for Zach, 39 for Troy Aikman. Yards per attempt, 5.18 for Zach, 6.2 for Troy Aikman. This is where it's gotten, people. I respect Al. He, he you know, works with the show here. He, he, he involves himself with it. He listens. Thank you, Al. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. 
you are going to compare Zach Wilson to a Hall of Fame quarterback. Because, by the way, do you want to go look back at the Dallas Cowboy team that Troy Aikman played for in the first 29 games of his career? Tell me what the defense looked like on that Dallas team. I understand the offensive line stinks for Zach Wilson. I understand the weapons aren't great. Troy Aikman had to try and throw to get back into games because the defense was atrocious. This is not the same thing. Stop trying to find excuses for your lousy quarterback who isn't even the future of the organization. Aaron Rodgers is on the sidelines with an Achilles injury, throwing 50 yards down the field, and we're all waiting for him to come back, and he will be the starting quarterback for the next two years. Why do you feel the need to defend this guy who loses you games week in and week out when he's not even the future quarterback of your organization? He is just merely a, 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 a train station that you are waiting to get through. Why do you feel the need to defend this guy when he is costing you games? Watch the games. He stinks. But you got to send me information about Troy Aikman's first 29 games. Well, I'll tell you what. That he turned that into a Hall of Fame career. Fine. Do you think Zach Wilson's going to turn into a Hall of Fame quarterback? And if he does, do you think it will be with the New York Jets? Stop. All of you Daniel Jones people, all of you Zach Wilson people, how much do these two teams have to lose before you get it through your thick skulls that the quarterbacks here are trash and we haven't watched good quarterback play for a decade? My God, I can't take it anymore. I don't want to yell. I don't even care. But it's just driving me nuts. The Giants are done with it. So I'm through with the Giant discussion. And the Jets, I mean, it's, you're waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come back. It's not even worth discussing. But you, it, I don't understand why you need to defend these guys. What about the quarterback position needs such defending? I have a buddy who's a Giant fan. He's going back. Why would you draft a quarterback? The offensive line sucks. You got to get him weapons. Go stick with Daniel Jones. He'll be ready for the start of the year. I'd rather take my chances with Jones. Go draft him, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. What? What? We are so wrapped up in the idea that the offensive lines have been bad for these two teams, that we've become blind to the idea that the quarterbacks are killing them. Both of them. Daniel Jones had a nice year last year. What has he ever done but lose? And lose a lot. What quarterback? So many quarterbacks are coming here and do better. It's not even worth discussing. I mean, my God, we, he's, they're not even the future anymore. Zach Wilson is not the future of the Jets. Aaron Rodgers is in the waiting. He's going to be the quarterback next year. Zach Wilson is not the future of this team. Why do you need to defend him so much? I don't get it. I don't get why anyone would defend what we're watching. He's literally tanking your season, and you, and it's like, oh, don't say that. Hey, it's not fair. You know, give him a bet. It's the third year he's 
awful. He misses throws. He takes bad sacks. He is an awful quarterback. Is it? Is he in a perfect situation? No. There are very few quarterbacks who are. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow was sacked nine times during a playoff game that he won on the way to the Super Bowl. Oh, but he's got Jamar Chase. I get it, yeah. You can't do it with nobody, but he did have, and, and he has Garrett Wilson. And the offensive line was just as bad. Patrick Mahomes was overrun in the Super Bowl against Tampa. The offensive line wasn't good that year. They revamped the entire offensive line the next year. But he took that offensive line to the Super Bowl. You can overcome poor offensive line play. Last night it wasn't good. It wasn't 27-6 to bad. It wasn't. The quarterback does nothing to help the team. Nothing. 877-337-6666. When we come back, we'll yell about something else. Because I'm telling you right now, Met fans, you got a good one. I love saying it. I just love saying it. Can I say it again one more time? Ready? You got a good one. He learned from the best. How do you not how do you not love a manager who got to sit next to Aaron Boone for three years? I mean, seriously. Okay. I'm stupid. You guys are crazy. Now we'll we'll seriously get to it because it played out in a weird fashion. And I agree on some level it's disappointing for the Mets, but who the hell knows? We'll get to it on the other side. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you. 877-337-6666. I had a very frustrating uh, afternoon yesterday. Nothing worse. I'm telling you, getting here is the worst part of the job. And it's not even the traffic. The easy pass. I got like a a letter in the, the mail. All these easy pass issues. I don't know if it wasn't reading my card. I call it, oh, no, no, we can't do anything about that. It's already been sent to the... Port Authority. I'm on the phone with the Port Authority. They have no idea what's going on. Like, it's just, it's maddening. I just want to get to work. I don't want it to cost me half my paycheck. And I just want to enjoy it. And not have to deal with, like, letters coming home. With ridiculous fees that, you know, so annoying. I guess, and now, I don't know if they're going to add the tax to driving through the city. Thankfully, the, the tunnels and bridges are pretty close. But my God. And you get on the phone forever. You're on hold forever. Then they pick up. They ask you a million questions. They like, they and they do some like. I had to give a security answer. Was what's my favorite movie? I don't know what I told the Easy Pass people. What my favorite movie was? <laughs> kidding me? Could you could you could you ask me something a little bit more specific to me? My favorite movie. I don't know what's today. My my favorite movie changes every two weeks. So I'm going through the list of like my, nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. I'm like, oh, my God. I have no idea what I told you 17 years ago when I first got my Easy Pass what my favorite movie was. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure? I have no idea. 
So I had to like reset the whole thing. I had to like figure out a way to get past it and give them other information and ask the, uh, for another question. Like, how, whatever happened to like mother's maiden name or best friend's last name or something where I know the answer where it doesn't, it's not subjective and up to change every two years. What's my favorite movie? Ridiculous. All right. That's right. You know what it is. Eddie, what's your favorite movie? Do you know what it is? Ender's Game? I can't really pin it down to one. See? Okay, take a guess. I mean, say, what do you got? Come on, give me something. Terminator. The Terminator. Nice. First Alien. Alien. That's good. Okay. Those 2001. Are the, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I could see that. Original Planet of the Apes. You have a theme with a lot of your favorite movies. There's no, Indeed. like, you know, you didn't sneak Kramer versus Kramer in there. No. No. Okay. Gotcha. But would you think you would remember on a questionnaire that you answered 15 years ago to what your favorite, for a security question, what your favorite movie was? No. No. I sure didn't. I picked, like, you know, mother's maiden name situation. That's That's exactly what I just said. What happened to the more generic... Obvious, like some of them for like uh, credit cards or, or like uh, my United, it's like, you know, buddy's last name or, you know, or, or something like that. Like, okay, that I can, that never changes for the most part. Your pet's first, first pet's, pet's first name. name. Yeah. No. But like the first album yeah. you bought. Right, exactly. What's your favorite song? I don't know what my favorite song was. Torn, yeah, it changes. Torn by Natalie and Brulia. I have no idea what my favorite song is. Uh, who knows when I answer? Like, literally, when did you get your Easy Pass? I got my Easy Pass 20 years ago. I've been driving. I don't know when I set up that stupid account. It could have been anything. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. And I'm sure for Met fans, it was very frustrating to play out the sequence of what happened to the manager today. Smooth transition. See, that's how it's done. Nobody gives me credit. I do it at 3.35 in the morning. Nobody knows. Nobody knows transitions are done like this. I'm sure it was very frustrating. For Met fans playing it out today, I was snoring. Um, I, I was snoring away when this was going on in the afternoon. But kind of a you know a fickle kind of friend. You knew it was coming down. The reports were it was he was going to make a decision today, Craig Council, and of course all reports were. I mean, we talked about it on the show about wanting more money. I didn't blame him for a second. And you know that's the one thing that does come out of this a little bit before we get into a little side note here. The idea that if I was saying, if Steve Cohen wants him, Steve Cohen should go pay him. If they determine that Craig Council is the guy they want, then they should absolutely go out and pay him whatever it takes, pay him a dollar more than the next guy, go out there and get him. And I heard Andy Martino say something, and I started to think about it, and it makes a little bit of sense. You can't – now, again, it's your manager. It's an important piece. I'm still. I still think you go out and give him money, and it turned out in this situation, money wouldn't have done it probably, because the Cubs are willing to give him just as much money, if not more. But the idea of always being willing to do that sets you up for the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and then every time you want to do something, it's always, hey, you got to overpay to get Steve. Even if someone wants to come to the Mets, they'll play the game of, uh, you know, to get Steve Cohen to overpay and overpay and overpay and overpay. At some point, even though he's a, a, you know, trillionaire, at some point you can't just overpay for forever. But 
It's an interesting point. I still think you go out there and give the money. Who cares? He's got enough money to overpay for every deal from here till Timbuktu. But I guess on some level, you do want to set a precedent of like, oh, I'm not going to just be the the stepping stone or or you know something used to just draw as much money out of everybody else. And I got I got to overpay to get you every time I want to get someone. But I understand that thought process. But still, it's your manager. It's kind of an important time. You just got a new baseball uh, president of baseball operations. You'd want to bring in the guy you want to bring in which apparently they did with Carlos Mendoza, who was the Yankee bench coach for the last three years, and there's no reason to think he's incompetent. I get it. I get it. You're frustrated. You wanted counsel, and I understand that that was the thought process. The counsel, it was either going to be Milwaukee or it was going to be the Mets. Right, So you're hearing that. It's going to come down to a decision today. You're kind of waiting for it, and then all of a sudden you get John Heyman telling you, it's Mendoza from the Yankees. And I, I saw Sal's reaction. It's tremendous. And the thought was, oh, he wants to just go back to Milwaukee. And nobody thought that the Cubs would be interested, which is the next report, is he's uh, council's going somewhere, but somewhere that already has a manager, which led to speculation. Who could it be? Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's the Cubs who had a manager already, who had a great year last year. To be fair, I mean, they really, they were they were this close to selling and turned it on and only finished a couple games short of making the postseason this year. So that was an interesting decision. But ultimately, Council decides to stay 90 miles away from his home in Milwaukee with his family and his children, and they paid him Joe Torre money of $8 million a year, rumors are, that the Cohen, that Cohen and the Mets didn't come anywhere near that. I think they would have if it was simply money. I think once he got the number from Chicago, he was more happy to stay um, in that part of the country so he could be closer to his family. But here's the thing. Met fans, you need to get over the idea that it's the Yankees. And I think on some level, it's not even so much that it's the Yankees because I got to I got to imagine if the Yankees were the 1990s Yankees right now and they were winning World Series and they were one of the best teams in baseball, and they were continually winning in the postseason and having uber success, that you wouldn't mind it as much because you want to be near a winner. But it's not just that it's a Yankee. It's coming from one of the more maligned, disrespected, poorly thought of coaching staffs the Yankees have had in forever. Nobody likes Aaron Boone. It's just me. If you come to the meetings, it's very boring. It's me and Boone's family. It's it's awkward at times, but we, we make the best of it. We watch our favorite movies from 25 years ago. So I understand that nobody likes Aaron Boone. So it's not only are you getting a Yankee. Not only are you getting the Yankee bench coach instead of the young manager from Milwaukee, who everybody thought the, the Mets would go get, especially once they brought Stearns in here, this young guy that's deemed one of the better managers in baseball, already has a working relationship with your new guy, instead of watching him come here and manage, instead of watching Buck Showalter, which I do think has a lot to do with this considering how much the fan base loves him. I already took a couple calls on the idea that Buck Showalter should still be the manager and this isn't an upgrade and blah, 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 blah. But to have not only a Yankee step in, in a guy who's never had major league experience as a manager, other than filling in for Boone when he gets thrown out, the many times he gets thrown out over the last three years, 
but it's coming from an organization and a team right now that's deemed as failing, at least for them, and a manager that the fan base of the Yankees can't stand and nobody thinks does a good job. And many people think, especially Met fans, I'm sure, think that he's a puppet to the general manager. And in a time where Dusty Baker is successful in, in Houston and a time where Bruce Bochy just stepped in and won a championship for the Texas Rangers, you don't you don't want this kind of guy who comes over here and just accepts whatever the the general manager is telling him. And Craig Council, at least, although they have a working relationship, Craig Council has a resume to stand on. And he'll be able to stand up and say, hey, you know, you paid $8 million for me. You're going to listen to me. Hey, I've been winning in Milwaukee. I earned this. I had every every other team in baseball would have hired me. I chose you. Whereas Mendoza, although he was high up on the list of San Diego, although he was talked about in the inner circles of baseball as being a, a managerial candidate, both in Cleveland and in San Diego, the idea is he's a Boone clone who is a puppet to the organization, which is what we don't want, right? We want Buck Showalter. We want the guy who steps in, who knows. Meanwhile, both of them has won, you know, they both have won the same number of LCS games. But Buck is the smart baseball man. Nothing gets by Buck. Buck goes out there and tells the the umpires what's what on 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 this on questions on the field. Like that's Buck Showalter. And instead of Buck Showalter, instead of a man who's been around baseball for a hundred years and knows more than this Mendoza guy could ever hope to learn. They're hiring this young, inexperienced Yankee from a Yankee organization that's at its low point of the last 40 years. What the hell are we doing? And I get all of that. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. You have no idea. It's the unknown. If you didn't want the unknown, I get it. You wanted at least, you probably didn't even want counsel if he wasn't attached to Stearns. But he's been a young, he's been a young, he was a major league baseball player. He was a gritty major league baseball player that made it on guts guile. It wasn't exactly like he was a superstar player. He had one of the more awkward, awkward stances and swings I've ever seen. But he was a gritty type guy. He's been successful in Milwaukee to the point where a team like the Milwaukee Brew is year in and year out competing for a division. They haven't done anything in the postseason, but competing for a division, winning baseball, and it just seemed like it came down to money, and it's your guy. It was who they wanted. At least you could sell yourself on it as opposed to Buck Showalter. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, firing Buck Showalter was the 100% correct thing to do. He's a good manager. Is he better than Mendoza? We'll find out, but yeah, there's no reason to say he's not. Or is he better than Craig Council? I don't know, but you could make an argument, I'm sure. When you go and hire Stearns, you hire Stearns as manager. It's that simple. Buck Showalter just spent last year butting heads with Billy Epler about um, Vogelback. Now, whether he's right or wrong on it, they're not going to come in Stearns and, and immediately stick with a guy who's now been in the organization longer than him, has standing with the players better than he does, and then have to butt heads with him. Like, I'm sorry. As much as you like Buck Showalter, and I might like Buck Showalter, and he might be a great manager, when you bring in Stearns as this young GM who is the new great man in town who's been, you know, was sought after by every team in baseball, who everyone everyone with an available position would have hired him to run their organization, you allow him to pick a manager. Wrong, right, or indifferent, you do. Firing Buck was 100% the right move. And we'll find out if hiring Mendoza is the right one. But everything you hear 
what you're seeing from other teams that all interviewed him, and he was down to the finals in multiple spots, this is a guy who's up for a job. And you'll find out if he's a good manager or not. And I understand you haven't had a lot of success with unknown guys, but you haven't had much success with anyone, quite frankly. Buck Schulter had one good year, one bad year. Art Howe had experience. How'd that go? The guy freaking won 100. The guy is the manager of Moneyball. The guy was, you know, and he won 100-plus games. He couldn't get past the Yankees in the uh, ALDS, unfortunately, but he had experience. But I understand the unknown, and it's a, it's frustrating. It's not what you thought. And I understand the initial guttural reaction to it. But you might have just found a, a hidden gem inside Major League Baseball. You have no idea. It's it's too early to get. It's like the NFL draft or, or, or any other draft. Like, you just don't know. It's, it's going to take you a year or two to find out what kind of manager you just got. But you got to trust Stearns. He was just brought in here to run this whole damn thing. If you're going to question the first decision he makes, then why is he here? If, he, if you can't trust him to hire the guy he thinks is best suited to be the manager, then you don't want him here. Then you don't want him here. You can be frustrated by it. You can be disappointed in it. And I certainly understand the initial reaction of a Yankee, and not only just a Yankee, an unsuccessful Yankee. A Yankee who's who's been in the, the regime of the most unsuccessful tenure in the last 30 years of Yankee baseball. I get it. But you got to trust Stearns. In Stearns, you trust. Otherwise, what's the point? In Cohen, you trust. In Stearns, you trust. And they just hired a manager. And he's had managerial experience at the minor league level, and he's extremely well thought of throughout baseball. And now you have someone that this GM can work with and mold. And if you don't like it, tough, because that's how it's done inside baseball for the most part. Yes, Bruce Bochy isn't young. Yes, Bruce Bochy is not being molded by Chris, Chris Young out in Texas. But if you think Chris Young has nothing to do with it, that Chris Young just drops all the players off at spring training and then goes and relaxes in Tahiti for the summer, you're wrong. He's involved in every single decision they make, and Bruce Bochy is talking to him and going over everything they do. Sometimes Bruce Bochy puts his foot down and says, I'm doing this, and sometimes it's a mutual decision. That's how it works for every manager and every situation in baseball. Some general managers have more standing than others, Brian Cashman versus others, but Stearns is in charge. He's the guy running the show, and he wanted to hire a manager and one that he can mold and grow with and build a working relationship with. You might have just got something great. You might have got a disaster. There's no way to know. Ray in Middletown. What's up, Ray? Hey, how you doing? I believe that they should have kept Sean Walter. And the reason why, why? I'll tell you this. Tell me. Because two seasons, 87 games, point mm-hmm. five is a measuring stick. So that's what? the winning percentage. Uh, 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 101 wins. And then what? Seventy-four wins. So you add them up, eighty-seven wins. Come on, Mendoza has to. Are you serious? To pass that? Are you serious? No, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And I'll explain explain to you the reason why. That's ridiculous. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Because if they did a hundred, this thing is not. They they don't. They don't add it up. You don't get the mean. You don't get the average mean of wins and losses. You have to make the playoffs. That that's true. 
That's true. That's it. You have to. That 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 fact is is a fact. Right. There's no doubt about that. I'd rather okay. have won. I, w- I would have this, rather have won I, I, ninety and eighty four and made the playoffs in both years than win a hundred and one. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I, I would have too. Well, then what Definitely, are we talking about? Without a doubt. But that's what. But what I'm trying to what I'm trying to tell you is, eighty seven, or let's say eighty eight games. Eighty eight games. He's got to win eighty eight games to 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 prove that he's worthy of the position. That's but, more. My stance. Okay? I don't understand now, it because Buck didn't win 88 games last year. I understand that, but he, but between the two years. Oh, so okay, he, so he's got to average 88 wins over the course of two years. Then you got to give him two well, years, no, don't well, you? No, 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 no. He's got a first. Mendoza's got to do it first year. First year, he has to do at least 88 wins. Okay, it's, and and he's going to have a way better Ray, team. Uh, Ray, I appreciate. I appreciate it, Ray. Well, well and, you're a and, Yankee fan, and you it has nothing to do with it. Yes, you can't say there's many of there is many a thing you could call up and say about Buck Showalter and why this averaged out win percentage over two years that Buck was afforded two years and and now the new manager is not afforded two years just because Buck did it the first year so if if he wins 101 games next year you'd be okay with missing the playoffs and winning 78 games the year after that because hey that's what Buck did well let me ask you this if if Buck in in uh, what's it, Epla never yeah. bump heads, okay? Mm-hmm. And when we, we oh, 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 and and let's say for instance, Epla had gotten uh, canned uh, and not Buck, and and, and Stearns had a deal with uh, Buck. Yeah. What do you think about that? What no, was, what I, was Stearns. We had, don't know. I know it's a hypothetical. It's not a hypothetical. It's the same situation. Stearns did not want Buck. Buck was okay. not staying under any circumstance the minute Stearns came in. Stearns came in to run the show, and he was going to hire his manager. And, and you want to say, I'm a Yankee fan, I don't understand. You're talking about the average win total over two years, and you're making it 101 wins and being ousted in the wild card round versus not making the playoffs and saying that's the standard. And Buck shouldn't have lost his job because of that, and the next guy has to win that average the first year? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What the hell does that have to do with anything? So if he wins a, if they have a, the greatest season of all time and win 128 games and lose in the first round, as if he can win 60 the next year, what are you talking about? Stop! It has nothing to do with it. You need to make the playoffs with the Mets. Plain and simple. Buck Showalter. If the better hypothetical is what would have happened if the Mets had a winning season before Stearns took over? What if the Mets made it to the playoffs? What if the Mets lost in the NLDS? Instead of having a miserable year, would he would he, would he have fired Buck if Buck had a winning season? Because Buck made it easy. They didn't win. They had a disaster of a season. They were trading away pieces at the deadline. So when you have a miserable season that you gave up on in July, and you have a new guy coming in, it's easy to fire Buck. But I mean, come on. He's got to average eighty-seven and a half wins. That's the, I love you, man. I appreciate the call, and I, I guess I understand what you're trying to say, but it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's got to win 87 games. If he wins 87 games and doesn't make the playoffs, you're going to be happy. He did. Hey, listen. At least he accomplished the the media, the average of what Buck did. <laughs> I don't even know how you came up with that. Duke and Edison, what's up, Dukey? Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm doing all right, my friend. How are you? 
I fell asleep on my Jets last night and woke up and seen they lost. Yeah, my you, God. You, 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 I wish I would have fell asleep on your Jets last night. <laughs> they didn't score a touchdown? No, no. Two field goals, 27 to 6. Um, they don't score touchdowns. I mean, what do you think this is? Hey, buddy, you're calling a New York radio station, Duke. Our, our football teams don't score touchdowns. Okay, I understand. But I'm a diehard Mets fan, and I'm not a little happy with this manager. I don't know him that well. No. But what, hap- what happened to Council? Uh, he ended up going to, to Chicago out of the blue. Chicago, The Cubs swooped in and stole their rival's uh, manager. He would have been good for the Mets. I would have thought so. I thought for sure this whole time, Dookie. Thank you for the call. I'm up against the break. I, Dookie, I thought for sure. This entire time, I thought that uh, that Craig Council was going to be the manager of the Mets. I thought it was a done deal the minute they got Stearns. I thought it was the worst-kept secret in baseball. I figured they'd pay him. That I thought that was a money ploy to get as much money as possible. And God bless him. He's entitled to it. You know, Craig Council is entitled to go out and make as much money as he's worth. And whatever someone's willing to pay him. So the idea he was talking about money when he's engaging the Mets in negotiations made perfect sense to me. And it seemed even more likely that he was going to be a Met. But it certainly seemed like he was weighing his heart being in Milwaukee and the money of the Mets. That seemed to be the decision. And then the 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 Cubs came calling saying, hey, it's only like an hour and a half drive, no traffic into Milwaukee, and we'll pay you $8 million a year. And he's like, sold. And apparently the rumors are, I didn't even go back to the Mets to ask them to, to manage to even the number. They were far below $8 million a year, and he didn't give them a chance to match. He said, okay, I'll take Chicago. And, you know, it's the Cubs. Now, if they're willing to invest in him, I'm sure they're willing to invest in the team. They took a couple of years back where they lowered payroll, but I would expect it's the Cubs. They'll reinvest the team. They put money in the team. They try to build winners. They've been a at least you know payroll-worthy uh, team of competing inside Major League Baseball, so he's got you know not quite the level of money that the Mets would invest in the team as opposed to the Cubs, but he's got a team that puts money into the team, gave him $8 million, and, and is closer to his home. I understand it. Makes perfect sense. Nobody saw it coming, but it makes sense sense for Craig Council. I'm surprised that they did that, considering the success Ross had had last year, and now he becomes a candidate, I suppose, to replace Bob Melvin in San Diego or um, any other coaching job that's now open. Maybe Milwaukee. That would be a weird thing, just to switch managers. That would be fun. Well, who are those two baseball players that switch wives? There's that story of the two baseball players. They were going to make a movie on it, too. I don't know if they've done it. But it was two Yankees, wasn't it? It was two Yankees who switched wives. I'll be honest, I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, you don't know about the wife No, song? no. Yeah. I do know about a soccer player who stole a national teammate's wife. Mm-hmm. Stole um, her? Yeah, no, stole her. Yeah, they were married. Like, and then w- w- You mean like kidnapped her or wooed her? Wooed her. Wooed her. Wooed her, okay. of course. Not no, no, no. Well, you said stole. Woman. I mean, he did steal her because they were married. Well, and you, then... Usually when you say stole, you say stole away. When you just say stole, he took his wife. Well, see, took is another one. Not, <laughs> you're not wording it correctly. Stole, stole away. You know, you don't just say stole my wife. He wooed the wife of a teammate. He wooed the wife. Okay, and uh, they ended up getting a divorce, and she married the guy that uh, the second guy. So that's nice, Argentina. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, there's a, a Met one a, or a Yankee one where two teammates. I can't remember their names. I think it was in the 70s or the 60s, and they fell in love with each other's wives. How weird is that? So what do you do there? Do you call the general manager and just kind of, you know, try to make a trade or something? Yeah, no, I, I don't know what you do. You just say, all right, what the hell? Do you even bother going through divorce and everything? You just say, yeah. yeah 
just take the wedding papers yeah. out, just scribble out yeah. the names, and yeah. just write them in with just a pen. Get, you know, you get in my car, I'll get in his car. We'll just go to the house. Yeah. yeah. I know someone who they were um, they found out their uh, spouses were cheating. Oh dear. With the like someone, and then they the other two spouses that were getting cheated on consoled each other and ended up getting together. It's an evil world we live yep, in. It's an evil world. A lot of wooing going on. All right, break time. 358. Nick Monaghan here with you. 877-337-6666. All right, so we'll get back to the football, but I will still take your phone calls. On the Mets, the Yankee manager, who, by the way, learned from Aaron Boone for three consecutive years. Or the Met Con- manager who learned from Aaron yourself, what I say? The Yankee manager? The Met manager. who The new Met manager who could have been the Yankee manager at some point. Listen. You're getting a manager from the best organization in the history of sports. Get your act together, people. This is good news. This is a great day for you. Congratulations. And he learned that the at the he was on the armchair of Aaron Boone. Think of all the the nuggets he's picked up from that brilliant man. Shame on you. Shame on you all. I'll be back after this. We'll get back to the football. Continue with your baseball and football calls. The Jets suck. It's a disaster. The Giants. Daniel Jones officially out with a torn ACL, which we all figured. It is now time to watch DeVito and nosedive this whole thing into the draft. It's a beautiful day in New York. 877-337-6666. Who could it be?